coming at you from Handsome Headquarters. Here in sunny Los Angeles, California, I'm Lee Sanger-Golden. You're listening to me talk on the internet. As promised, the second part of our JFK assassination spectacular interview with John Darden, actor and comedic writer extraordinaire. So without further ado, let's get right back into this conversation, folks, because I was having a great time hearing what John had to say about the case, and I hope you are too. I think what you're saying here is is incredibly interesting. There's a layer I've not really seen it through, which is that perhaps the whole international implications is actually a second layer conspiracy theory, but a fake conspiracy theory <laughs> by the conspirators or the cover-up artists to set us off the trail. So it's almost like LBJ is saying, you know, he says, oh, yeah, the Warren Reporter, this is exactly what happened. But then he goes to Cronkite and he's like, oh, I, actually, it was it was the Russians. It was the it was the the, the Cubans. Like you're saying that 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 it's almost like I don't know. This is not exactly what you're saying, but it, it, it's almost like him going to Cronkite and saying that is like trying to say, hey, look, I'm letting you guys in on the conspiracy. But it's actually a totally different, different conspiracy involving the fucking CIA. What would you do if you killed somebody, right? And then there was some other suspect. You'd be like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I kind of think it was like the one-armed man. I mean, the one-armed man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the one-armed man was there. Wife. Right? I, I, I think you I find think, that man. <laughs> but you know what? It's not It's not just that moment. It's yeah. also, or the LBJ's uh, Cronkite interview. It's also mm-hmm. them telling Warren that. Uh, yeah. It's also... Um, it's also more that nuclear wars that happen essentially because because it was a Russian assassination, right? And that's uh, what Reagan believed too. Reagan thought that they, he straight up went to Russia, became a Russian assassin, came back here and, and whacked Kennedy. Well, and there's like the thing like about meeting with a Soviet assassination guy in in Mexico, in, which I think is like to me. I, I don't think that makes sense to me. I, I, could I don't be wrong. think it necessarily. Here's the thing. If you believe the sheep dipping thing, then I right. don't think that that is Oswald in Mexico. Right, 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 right. I right. think it's that that guy who looks like the uh, dad from Married with Children. <laughs> well, that guy, those pictures don't look like Oswald at all. That's yeah. obviously not him in Mexico. Um, I'm with you. I'm just saying, like, I think that was, I think that little evidence point was used as, like, um, a layer of disinfo to people in intelligence to say, mm-hmm. look, we got this thing met with them. Like we got to cover this up because everybody involved in the cover up is not implicitly involved firsthand and might not even know why they're involved in this cover up. Yeah. You don't and have the, to be, nor should you. And the majority of people involved in the cover up aren't even that close. They're just parroting the party line. Um, uh, but like you look at it, like I, I think you're you've made some good points in in uh, this other pod I listened to. Like it is weird that Mark Lane is at Jonestown, but ignoring that, like <laughs> Rush to Judgment, the movie, um, you know, sorry, pa- I'm gonna pause that. I was trying to say earlier that Fletcher Prouty has identified Lansdale in a picture in Dealey Plaza um, next to the Tramps. People should look that up. You can't see his face. But he has identified Lansdale as being in Dealey Plaza right after the assassination. And Victor Victor Krulop, the uh, former head of the Marines, Uh confirms that is Lansdale in the picture standing next to the tramps. So I would so I would ask people, like, why is the head? Who is this guy? Probably can't. I don't know if you can see so there, two I, there is a weird guy standing in the background of the tramp. No, 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 no. That's not it. There's there's okay. two pictures. There's two pictures. Uh, one is where the tramps are walking towards camera to the right of camera. Okay. And Lansdale is walking away from camera. Uh-huh. And you see the back of his head and his hand and his ring. And it's it's plausibly deniable. But you have Victor Krulop, the former head of the Marines, who, mm-hmm. along with L. Fletcher Prouty, worked directly with Lansdale saying he ID'd him. that's Lansdale. Interesting. Um, they show that in JFK in the movie JFK. They show a guy making his little little hand motion. Well they also have a a uh, I mean a meeting in JFK they put a little nameplate on someone's yeah. desk that says Lansdale. 
or that says right. You can see like S Dale. You can see like a part. Yeah, of it. he calls him Colonel Y. I think he's like, let's just call him Colonel Y. But sorry, yeah, I, the yeah. We're, go ahead. Go ahead. No, we're getting we're all over the place, which is fine. I could talk about this for hours. I forget. I forget where we were before this though, because I wanted to make some other point. But um, oh, oh yeah, Mark Lane. Um, <laughs> I want that it? model from Rush to Judgment. By the way, is this huge <laughs> model of Dealey Plaza? I want that in my in my backyard. The movie Rush to Judgment, I think, is really great. And it's been like sampled in a bunch of other YouTube movies, mm-hmm. like Evidence yeah. of Revision and, and oh, Evidence all, of Revision. I love that. All kinds of shit. But um, look, I would just say, because I don't know how much longer we can go, but I do, I mean, I could go forever. I'm just saying, I'm trying to get out as much stuff that interests me. Um, Lee Bauer. We can also make this a two parter. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> well, plenty of anniversaries to come, too. I would be down. Let me just say Lee Bowers and Ed Hoffman. You mm-hmm. know those two Lee guys? Bauer, Lee Bowers was uh, – he was a worker up in the like the like signs-changing station of the um, the rail yard. Right. And uh, he saw some some commotion on the, on the knoll. Right. And uh, then he like had an aneurysm and just fucking died on the side of the road. Right. A couple like a year later or something. And he did not say – see, okay. Here's – to clarify though, he did not say this to the Warren Commission. In the movie, they make it look like he told the Warren Commission he saw some shit on the knoll that he could not identify. That was actually later. It might have been – he actually might have been Mark Lane that got that out of him. But some later investigator got him to say, oh, yeah, I saw something on there. Right. Ed, was it Ed Hoffman, did you say? Yeah, yeah. The other guy. He's the guy who – he says he was – Next to Badge Man, he says that he was taking a picture on different the guy. That's okay. Uh, sorry, no, no, but that's that's an important guy too. Who says that like essentially right after Badge Man made a shot, he came up to this dude and like took his film. Yeah. Um, but Ed Hoffman is the deaf mute who oh, up on the the bridge basically. Yeah, and so Hoffman, this guy, uh, and maybe he's not in Rush to Judgment. Maybe he's later. Maybe mm-hmm. he's in Many Killed Kennedy and Bowers is in Rush to Judgment. But yeah. Hoffman's like, I saw two guys, a guy in a suit, a guy in a railroad outfit. Mm-hmm. Guy in the shoot, suit takes at least one shot. He saw a puff of smoke, turns around. And this is like behind the picket fence in the grass mill. Guy turns around, tosses the gun to the guy in the railroad suit. Yeah. Guy in the railroad suit walks over, hunches behind a little like metallic, like electrical box. Yep. takes apart the gun puts it in his railroad uh you know mechanics the whatever container and walks mm-hmm. away and then the suited guy straightens his jacket and walks away i mean mm-hmm. to me that's how a hit would go you have a yeah. spotter you have a shooter you say you toss the and gun mercer mercer that woman who she says she saw some guys in a truck that had rifles or something so that kind of connects with what ed was saying and yeah. there's footage of him he's he's signing the story, and I, I think it's his daughter or, or someone is translating it. It's it's haunting footage, and it's kind of like uh, there's something about the, the the fact that he is communicating this um, through sign language that adds a certain sort of drama and urgency to what he's saying. But I I, I do kind of believe this man, and he you know, said, and, yeah, and there's said, a lot of people. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I just say he said that he like went to the cops immediately, and they wouldn't listen to they him. He went to, to him. he went to the FBI, yeah. and they like told him to like forget it and like offered him money to change his story or something go ahead sorry no it's uh, you know it's just hard because uh you know we have to kind of if you want to get into this case you kind of have to be like an investigator and start to decide who do you believe and who, who don't you believe you know and there's certain people like you know uh anything that mary that that like like gene hill like i believe gene hill gene hill was there in dealey plaza and she says she saw people up on the knoll and it's like i believe her but i don't necessarily believe what she believes you know or what she what she saw but she was there so i think we should we should listen to her now then there's people like beverly oliver who claims to be the babushka lady right but i don't think she was there and i think that this person is either um exploitative or insane and i actually uh i was friends with bev oliver on facebook for a while we messaged back and forth and then she unfriended me because she said that john mccain was a communist (laughs) i said that's crazy and then she unfriended me but these are the kind of people that try to push themselves into the case so then you get someone like ed hoffman we're like i want to believe him but there's so many bev olivers out there that i'm like well and and do you remember Do you remember the Men Who Killed Kennedy one with uh, 
the guy who claimed to have killed Bruce David Pitzer. Mm. Do you remember no, this? No, I don't think so. All right. I'm, I'm just... There's checking. so much stuff. And there's, then there's all the, ta- the Dallas stuff. I haven't gotten too much into this Roscoe White guy. I don't know if you've heard too much about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story. So, so uh, it's William Bruce Pitzer, okay. just to be clear. I did get into the... I read the whole Roscoe White story like last year. Um, okay. He claims to be Mandarin, which is his code name. Mm-hmm. And but the story is super crazy about yeah. like like this diary that was found and then yes. the chain of custody from his kids and then like then there was like more writing and then people mm-hmm. kept coming to try and buy it from them. Look, I think that there's been like talk that like Fritz's Captain Fritz's boys were up on the top of the county records building. Those and morons with their cowboy hats. And whether it was, um, you know, whether it was Roscoe White or it was, uh, what's the other dude's name? Uh, Weather, Weather, Henry Weatherford, which mm-hmm. is another cop who is a supposed shooter. Um, who's to say? Um, William Bruce Pitzer was a dude who worked at, uh, I think it was like the Bethsaida Naval Hospital. Bethesda, yeah. Bethesda, yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, Bethesda. And he was involved in um, the autopsy the footage and he was like the dude who had to like process all the footage Mm -hmm. and one of these men who killed kennedy's there's a guy who claims he was in special forces and they were being taught how to do like assassinations abroad and somebody came and claimed to be from the cia and gave him an an, an assignment and they said would you kill someone on american soil and uh they gave him this name and the guy said no um he said it was too dangerous and then he said the guy walked up to somebody else in his like unit Mm -hmm. and then he didn't think about it for like 20 30 years until he watched Mm -hmm. a jfk video at the end it was like all the suspicious deaths and then it came up william bruce pitzer who was like who killed himself with one of these like to the wrong temple shots or something very interesting. Yeah, but it's like those things that I'm like, they can't all be fake. It's the they, weirdest day of all time. I always say that. Is it the weirdest day of all time, or is it? I mean, like the like wasn't like half the State Department like in the air. I mean, there's all these crazy things that the phones went out in Washington, which is like 9/11 in a way. That's what you would do in an intelligence operation. Not to not make to make sure everybody's 9/11. out of the the room. Essentially, no one's in the war room. No one's in control. Not even Johnson. Right, right. You I mean, it's totally comms. bonkers that you think <laughs> Kennedy's just like cruising around at twelve miles an hour in this fucking convertible, and and the in the vice president's right behind him. I mean, it's it's insane. And I and mean, it's kind of like who? Why wouldn't they kill the Ken? Why wouldn't they kill Kennedy? I mean, he's acting. I mean, it's it's it was crazy driving through Dallas like but that. It wasn't. It, it it wasn't supposed to. Like I think this goes back to the Secret Service, which is to say the mafia could want him dead. The mafia yeah. could provide shooters. Maybe. Maybe uh, uh, what's his name that Wim Dankbar found in pr- or publicized uh, uh, James Files, right? He's a he's an alleged shooter, but you know he's I'm a not, guy in jail that's like trying to like just you know right. But what I'm saying is like it's not out of question that mm-hmm. somebody involved with Rosselli and Charles Nicoletti was like roped into this conspiracy because they were right in like in the ZR rifle Harvey like line of sight whether he's a guy who fucking knows. But what I'm saying is he could not be involved in changing the motorcade route that morning. Cause somehow they, that morning they switched the cars and they added this extra street onto Elm. Yeah. That, that was the secret service. That was not Russia. That was not the mafia. That was, was it not. Ju- so, so it, it was, it was it Jess Curry or, um, or Earl Cabell? Well, there was one guy who, there was the guy, the person in charge of logistics was on vacation. And so there was another person who was elevated to be in charge of logistics for that trip, just like the driver I had mentioned had dropped dead. Bill, Bill Greer. Oh, oh yeah, Bill, the, the other guy had dropped dead. Yeah, yeah. Bill Greer suddenly becomes the driver just so he can slow down and almost stop in the middle he turns of a, around and looks at him. You in see the, the middle of fucking gunfire. Like that's, that is, that dude 
is and people tried to and this is like the disinformation people tried to make like his oh, gun, he, he gun. was shooting it or the dumbest fucking thing they tried to make a doc on netflix that was like or about jackie doing it in some shit like there's so much disinfo but i do think like you know you you sent me like the meme about like how complicated the conspiracy would have to be like they had to do this oh the that memo <laughs> fake memo i wrote right 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 and like the thing is if you're dealing with all of the technology and brain power of the U.S. government, mm-hmm. and 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 you literally have this secret team of people who's been doing this kind of thing. It's their job. Yeah, their job is to like, how do I come up with something to manipulate public opinion? How do Top I move the government? How do I move these chess pieces around? And uh, I was listening to somebody yesterday um, talk about how like. After Kennedy, like, did the test ban treaty or some big Russian uh, agreement in June of 63, Mm -hmm. that's when things started clicking. Mm -hmm. As if, like, that's the moment where they start moving these, like, okay, we're going to have to do something. He presents a clear and present danger. And so we're going to have to move these chess pieces into place and... I just think like to your point, like I think you're very well-meaning in presenting the case of like, but all these things, it could just be Oswald. I think that it is beyond the scope of rational thought to think that like they just so happened to change Kennedy's protection, to change the motorcade route, and this guy just so happened to be working there two weeks beforehand – and just so happened to get off an almost impossible amount of shots in an impossible amount of seconds while Kennedy is going down away from him, not shooting him when he's like rounding the corner and closer. And then the Dallas police department finds a Mauser rifle in the sixth floor that they all say was stamped with the word Mauser. Roger Craig went to his grave. The other guys, I think Weitzman and the other guys, they changed their story, but Roger Craig never changed his story. He saw Mauser. And he was killed. And he was killed before being asked. Yeah, weird shit started happening to him. Like people started attacking him in parking lots and he got hit by a car. And then finally he killed himself. Okay. So the one guy doesn't change the one guy doesn't change his story about the the rifle just suddenly changing countries. And he's that's the guy who kills himself, sure. And he's the guy who sees Oswald run out of the back of the depository into a rambler, which some people thought was either Ruth Payne's station wagon or the other person that drove a rambler was Clay Shaw. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oswald's handler who Garrison tried to pen shit on. Um, Look, I mean, you know, I know you had taught, you'd said to me that like Judith Barry Baker has got a crazy story. She claims to be Oswald's girlfriend that summer yeah. in 63. She says he called her uh, a, a day before the assassination and said, like, they've shown me too many people's faces. Um, I'm going to be one less gun firing at Kennedy if I stay here, if I stay in it. And remember these names, David Atley Phillips, and I believe the other name he said, according to her is Bobby Baker, who was mm-hmm. one of the guys who was being implicated in like Lyndon's corruption scandal. Mm-hmm. And there is of course, like Malcolm Wallace, LBJ's yeah. hitman, who's got a fingerprint in the sniper's nest. And there's uh, Roderick McKenzie who wrote a book called the man or the man who knew too much. I don't know. Is that it? I don't know. Let's strike that Roderick McKenzie, probably like, least credible of these cats but he (laughs) but but he has a very like intricate story that's weirdly similar to um the guy who i said who i thought was the bald tramp um uh oh man (laughs) well he could have been one of the he could have been the tall tramp but um that's that's one of the theories i mean saint john saint john hunt thinks that his pops is the droopy faced one i i don't see it but well, that's the dude I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. Chauncey Holt. Chauncey Holt, um, right. It could, be, it could be him. It could not be him. Chauncey Holt gave this like 
a long detailed interview where he's like explaining we, the way we got out of it was we had like fake, like government agency badges. And we Mm -hmm. told them we were undercover, Mm -hmm. which is like super interesting um, concept to like, because how did, why were these tramps arrested? He said they were just in the railroad cars trying to wait for this like railroad to take off. Um, who knows? Some local news people purport to have tracked them down and they found some arrest records or something, but I don't know. Well, I've heard that too, but I feel like that's, that's to me. This could be some, you know, just convenient. Who fucking knows. Yeah. Suddenly some fucking records pop up that these guys were brought in somewhere. Well, you know, look, I don't know. I mean, I think you, you said it earlier, just, you know, go out and read this stuff and form your own opinion. I always, I always want to think that this was going on, that there was guy, that there was like a, that there was an operation in the street that day, that there was, there was people behind the the picket fence that there was people in the building moving rifles there's people on the roof there's people in the daltex building there's people in the in the sewer grate there there is the 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 cabal of future presidents working together uh that is a a comforting idea to think that there is that much order in the world um but uh i'm not quite convinced yet and that's why I still take this agnostic stance, which is like, um, look, it looks like it was this Oswald kid, but also you can fake evidence and uh, get rid of evidence. So if it really was a cover up, we'll never really know. And so my whole thing of saying it's not a cover up or I'm saying that it wasn't a massive conspiracy or uh, but I'm not 100 percent convinced it was Oswald. It's like maybe it's my trying to like not really take a stance and so therefore cannot be wrong, you know, but uh, it's also like, I could just feel like that's the only way I can sort of honestly approach it because I really, I'm not convinced. I don't know either way. I just don't know. I still right. don't. And I've spent, you've obviously spent a lot of time on this. I spent a lot of time, read a lot, watched a lot. Uh, and I have my general prevailing feelings about the case and what I believe is true and what's not. Uh, But in general, there's just so many details here that it's hard to get a clear picture. You know what I mean? It's like looking at, it's looking at a mosaic made out of mosaics and trying to identify what the image is. And then you realize you think you see the image of something and then you, you zoom out and it's even bigger and broader. And, um, you know, that's why I always say, like, it's not going to be it's not going to be somebody like us that figures it out because then we'll be dead. Right. Well, and I, and, people, and that's what's so tantalizing. I know I, I like you. I want to figure it out. And I, I think that the truth is that, like, people have figured it out. And like it is it does involve Operation Mongoose. It did have some of these like interpin people involved. Like there were some foreign gunmen who were brought in as like a layer of shooting teams. Yeah. There, there probably were multiple shooting teams again, like that implicated different people. Um, I mean, you could have a Cuban shooting team, a Dallas police shooting team, a foreign shooting team, and even a Malcolm Wallace or someone in there. You could have these like redundant layers that then protect each other in a way and also tie themselves to the crime. I would just say like to follow back on this thing I mentioned, like, Rip Robertson and John Adrian O'Dare. Mm-hmm. I believe these are two CIA guys who are like involved in the Miami JM wave station. Mm-hmm. Um, they are on the corner of Maine and Houston. Okay. They're standing there. Now their picture is clear. You can see their faces. It's not like the Lansdale picture, which still has some ambiguity, even though I mm-hmm. think like you have the head of the Marines and the dude who worked with them saying that's him. I trust them. I, I believe that's Lansdale. And I think Lansdale was a, a big mastermind, but this picture, you can see these dudes faces and like, it's them. Okay. So you got to ask yourself, what are these CIA guys doing standing on that corner? And I think we're getting beyond the credibility gap, like, Mm. or, or the incredulous, you know, gap. And I think that we're starting to get into the territory of like, why was somebody having fake secret service credentials in Dealey Plaza where the shooters were or 
Like, what's actually going on here? Like, why, why did Hoover have three shots the day of? Like, what? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, it, it does seem as though the whole magic bullet thing, not magic bullet, there's no such thing, single bullet thing is, it does seem like they, the criticism is fair that they had their conclusion and worked back to it, that they basically said, we're willing to admit the three shots were fired. And so we have to come up with a, and, and obviously that goes completely against the, the scientific method of actually trying to figure out what the fuck happened. Right. Um, and, you know, I was looking at, I was looking at the Z film today. Um, and one thing that, that did sort of make me uh, doubt the single bullet is the reaction. Um, we get this in, at the point of the, the supposedly single bullet, you do see a reaction from um, from the governor and also from the president. Um, but then right at about the time, right at about Z12, Z13, right about the time of the alleged headshot, you also see uh, uh, Governor Colin Connolly kind of jerk back into his wife. And I don't know if that's him reacting to the sound of the headshot and sort of getting out of the way or if that's another shot from another position. So that that is that, that was something that it kind of looked like there might have been an extra shot there. I, I don't really know. And then there's obviously the whole thing of James Tagg, who got hit by some ricochet, right? right. Um, but yeah, the CIA guy standing at the corner, that's interesting. I actually have not heard that. Um, so we should definitely follow up. These are the guys. This okay. is what it looks like. I mean, obviously, it's hard to see there, but you kind of get the idea, right? I mean, that one guy's face. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, there's a lot of pictures of like this guy was. I mean, I've even seen, you know, like, yeah, that was, the, was Miltier there. I even saw one where they're like, it was Bush there. Right. I, I'm not all about the like being able to. I, I can't be 100% sure that that's that same person. You know what I mean? But. but you, but you've, you've like, I don't, I think the Bush one is iffy. I think Bush yes. was involved and I think the Bush one's iffy, but um, mm -hmm. like you've seen the picture of the two guys who were like the signaling guy with a fist and the guy with the umbrella and they're both sitting down next to each other on the curb and one, yeah. and one of them has got a radio on his back. And then there's another picture with one of them, like putting the radio up to his ear and you can see the antenna coming out. Like, yeah. Umbrella man is interesting. Um, and you can see the umbrella. You can actually see the umbrella in the Z film. You can't see the the man with the umbrella, but you can see the umbrella opening on the other side of the the overpass. Which and and there's like that whole the Stemmons Freeway sign is kind of covering up right. what was happening. You know, like right before the the fatal headshot. And so we don't really see what's happening at first. And so some people are like, oh, did they just put the Stemmons Freeway sign in? on the film like it kind right. of looks matted in you know and then there's a whole other theory which is like that the film was edited right and that there's, there's even theories that like oh well they had rotoscope artists who were changing the the exit wound because if you get into the whole is there a shot from the front you know well the exit wound seems kind of like his head like blowing blowing off like it doesn't seem like a blowout in the back yeah and so some people and, and so some people say oh well they you know they faked the film and all this kind of stuff so i think dude it's a blob there's a there's like a red blob that just yeah. appears all over the front right side of his face yeah that i think is a painted in blob and i mean i think they as much as it seems like improbable you know there is like a chain of custody where like they take Zapruder film to this like the lab. Kodak, Kodak lab or whatever lab that was being used for like cutting edge CIA film stuff. And like the idea of painting in like that. Rotoscoping. Yeah. yeah, It's to me like that kind of thing is not that crazy. Like when you get into like, uh, you know, sewing up his body and shit and the plane like in changing Best shit. evidence. Yeah. Right. That's, um, Dave it's harder. Theory. It's harder. But then there's also like a dude who supposedly did it, who came back after disappearing for like a, a day to his family and was like, 
I, you know, there, there's a, no. so many dudes who seem to be like involved. They seem to be doing something with the body. It's it's difficult to see what's going on in the autopsy photographs. There's from sort of weird angles, and and there really is not a very clear picture of the a the condition of the president's skull and head, and um, b did they do anything to kind of aesthetically make it look better or something because if you go over the official story the headshot comes in in the back and then it's 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 like it's so close to the side of the head that it basically causes this like side blowout as the exit wound which is the big blob right so that's the that's the official story right it's bullshit so if you look at the photograph you you don't see the blowout on the the front, but you also don't necessarily see the blood on the back. What you do see is like this flap and it almost looks like they kind of just, wherever the exit wound was, they sort of flapped the skin back. And then there's another photograph from the back where you just, you can't tell if it's, if it's like, if it's blood and detritus coming out of the back of the president's head or if it's just his bloody hair. So the photographs are sort of frustrating and we don't know what they were doing in that room. They're t- they're, I think that evidence is like tainted. And that's why I'm bringing up the William Bruce Pitzer killing because like he was in charge of the photographs. He was going to retire and mm-hmm. he had talked about doing media interviews. And mm-hmm. then you create this like clear evidence of why they have to get rid of him because mm-hmm. he's seen the real photographs, the real photographs that, that come- show a blowout at the back, which corresponds with what the doctors were saying at Parkland. All the doctors at Parkland say they saw a blow at the back of the head. Right. All of the doctors at Bethesda, Humes and all Admiral Humes and all of them, they say the blowout is where the official story is. Now you can say, okay, <laughs> well, the guys at Parkland weren't trying to, you know, do an autopsy. They were trying to save the president's life, whereas the other guys actually were, you know, trying to figure out what happened. But the autopsy was a horribly botched affair. I mean, it was just compromised from the, the sort of political and personal nature of it. You got Bobby Kennedy pacing around up there in the observation lens. You got the crying widow hasn't even changed her fucking clothes hanging out. They were like, let's get this done. I mean, first of all, the body should have stayed in Dallas in the corner. There should have done the autopsy, but they stole the body. Right. And so, they got people, they got military guys and they got, they got sort of intelligence suits directing things. Do this, don't do this. They got like, we've got notes. And being, Bobby giving order to, yeah, Humes destroys his notes. Doesn't make any sense. And then the picture, of course, with like the sort of uh, the grouping of a bunch of different pictures of all the different people who are pointing to the right that, temple yeah, yeah. Or, or saying like the entry wound was in this right temple, mm-hmm. which again, impossible. I mean, may, maybe not impossible, but unlikely given the way his head situated in the Zapruder film from behind much mm-hmm. more likely to be coming from the angle of the grassy knoll, which is like kind of just up and to the right of the angle of the Zapruder film, I believe. And yeah, it's uh, right behind it. Zapruder. Yeah. Yeah. So like all these people are saying he was shot in the temple right here. And yet suddenly in the Zapruder film, instead of a small entry wound there, it's like just Massive a huge blowout. Yeah. red blob. Yeah. And, and then that changes, like you said, when he goes to a different place, I'm not like sold on this theory, but in that documentary I tried to send you a while ago, mm-hmm. they they claim that they Tippett was a ringer for Kennedy and they flipped the Tippett Kennedy bodies. Oh, J. Officer Jefferson David Tippett. Yeah, uh, Jefferson Davis Tippett. Yes, if my name was Jefferson Davis, I would also go by JD. Uh, he, he's a whole interesting story. This is the cop that uh, Oswald allegedly shot, right? Well, right. around the Dallas suburbs. So yeah, they were saying, "Oh shit, we got to fake the body. Oh, we need another body. Oh, let's let's kill the <laughs> cop who looks like him. He doesn't look like him, and then sw- swap him out." I, I have seen this, and they have autopsy photos of poor. poor I'm not. Yeah, kid. I'm not. I'm not sold on that. That's another one that's like, you yeah. know, interesting. Lifton thinks Lifton thinks that they modified the body. Doug Horn thinks they modified the photographs. I mean, it goes on and on. David Mantic, I think he think I. I I think he thinks that they modified the uh, the accuracy. And that's the thing is all these people have done this amazing work on this stuff. So it's like, I don't want to just be like, oh, they're crazy, you know, because like, you know, Dave Mantic is the premier expert in the world on the Kennedy autopsy uh, um, x-rays. But I don't necessarily believe everything he says. Bob Grodin is the world's expert on the photographic record of the assassination. The work he's done has been, key we know we never have seen the Zabruder film without bob 
but his conclusions, like, I, I can't necessarily agree with everything. And, and I think that's the interesting thing about this whole community is that like, um, even among the, even among the, you know, people who, who uh, support the, the, the conspiracy interpretation of the events, there's massive disagreements. Right. And there, you know, there, I, I do agree. Like, that's what I was saying. You, you almost have to discount some of those autopsy things because there's so much um, internal disagreement within the witnesses and within the pictures and some pictures contradict each other. Yes. And I know, and yes. I know there's been a lot of like spectrogram analysis on like, previous documentaries where they've shown like oh this like black is like too black like it was like added Mm -hmm. on because there's like i mean i think that i think that's a really strong case that like we just don't have that evidence and i think doubling back to like the inheritance i think that was some of like the firsthand docs that like evelyn lincoln had which is to say like maybe not those original pictures but like a lot of information like that, that like Bobby had collected and he had given the to brain, her. For instance. Yeah. And which is in, which is like, again, I should finish this book because I really like the first third. And I think <laughs> it's, I think it's interesting. Um, but like you mentioned, like Oswald getting shot by Ruby. I mean, that brings into like, obviously that's an organized crime hit. Obviously that's a cover up hit. That's not him trying to spare Jackie's, you know, horror or whatever the cover story was there. That's why he was singing to uh, Dorothy Kilgallen. And that's why he was saying on tape to people that like, this goes all the way up to the top. Badly Stevenson was vice president. This would never happen. People say Oswald's a nut who did this for fame, who did this for attention. He then denied it. That makes no sense. There's no reason for him to deny it and say he's a patsy, which is a specific intelligence term for like, someone being like stuck with the bill and <laughs> to, to, to de-escalate the situation. Um, like, I, I just think that well, Oswald knew, even if Oswald did clip Kennedy, he did know he was a patsy. And to answer the question of like, why would he lie? I, I always say he's the first one who could, because all of the other presidential assassinations have taken place at point blank range with the sidearm. This was the first time where he, the, the, the alleged assassin has a rifle high, and, and you can't, there's no one, you know, the, the, uh, um, uh, Leon Shulgash couldn't have said, Oh, I didn't kill McKinley because everyone fucking saw him. Whereas Oswald could lie because no one directly saw him right there doing it. Right. And Oswald was a guy who liked to fuck with people. He was a troll. And that is the interesting thing about Oswald is in some ways he is like the, at the center of this whole, um, this world of, of the intelligence community of that time. And then also he is like kind of like this proto Columbine kid. He is like, I, I could imagine Oswald was like kind of ahead of his time in his sort of in his particular type of disaffection. And I think that Oswald would be a kind of guy who would find a place, find many brethren today. And um, he was a troll. I mean, when they picked him up, he has the A.J. Heidel uh, ID on him, which is, of course, the, the name under which the man, the Carcano rifle allegedly used to kill the president was ordered, right? He says, you know, Fritz or one of the arresting officers is like, well, who are you? Are you Oswald or A.J. Heidel? He says, well, you're the fucking cops. Why don't you figure it out? Right. Well, <laughs> so I also think Oswald hated cops. He hated the feds. And he was like, this is a great time to just start f- to just fuck with them. Why would I admit it? He was from a legal, he wasn't from a legalistic perspective. He wasn't going to be John Wilkes Booth and scream six Semper Tyrannus and yell about it. Now, if you listen to, um, oh shit, who am I trying to think of? Norman Mailer. If you listen to, uh, to, to, to Mailer, um, the reason why, um, he didn't take the shot when he's coming down the street right at Oswald is that he is Kennedy is so beautiful that (laughs) that Oswald can't shoot him. And then it's only as he sees history slipping away that he decides that he has to, to take out um, that he has to take out Kennedy, right. And secure his spot in history. But now what Mailer also said, which I do think is interesting is the moment 
that he was planning on giving a great speech about why he killed the president and socialism, blah, 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 blah. But once he killed uh, 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 J.D. Tippett, he realized he had lost all moral high ground. And so all he could do is deny, 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 which is why he was reaching out to civil rights attorneys and stuff like that. I don't know if that's necessarily what I believe, but I also just think that Oswald was a troll who liked fucking with people. So well, I don't he, think that his denial necessarily means that he didn't do it. It is interesting. And then the, and the fact that he was the only one who could plausibly deny is why. Um, it goes against the glory. It, to me, it goes against the glory argument. And, yeah. um, you know, if, for someone who's like. But he was a patsy. I mean, his whole life, he was a pansy. <laughs> that, that, that's the thing. And he's, yeah. And I think that, I think, you know, ONI, CIA, KGB, you know, all of these guys knew who Oswald was, right. you know? So um, he was a, a patsy and it was sort of like, did they use him? I, I don't know. Either way, Oswald took the blame for a lot of shit. He really did. And by, and I think that's kind of what you're getting at is that by pl- put it, planning it on Oswald and focusing so much on that, you really take the focus off of the, the characters who are involved in this, who really actually created this situation in which Kennedy became what Miltier called a marked man, because he clearly was. And those people were never held responsible, whether it's the, the Secret Service that stood down, whether it's the, the CIA and FBI liaisons that lied to the Warren Commission. I mean, there was just no fucking justice. And yeah, like... Uh, 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 Oswald getting gunned down by a, a strip club owner with mafia connections uh, is not a <laughs> not a satisfying uh, ending to all of this, which is why we're still here, right? And this is a and and not just any you know strip club mafia connected owner, someone who Oswald knew, like that. That's another like sort of buried connection that was like. N- always denied officially, but like sort of, you know, books like Crossfire and other books like make it. And there's so many witnesses who've like seen them um, connected. And, you know, you look at like Richard Case Nagel, which is like the, the the dude who Dick Russell, I believe uh, Dick Russell, is that it? Um, was written extensively about, but he's a CIA slash like KGB double agent Mm -hmm. who, has had like a consistent story um, from prior to the assassination that, you know, Oswald was infiltrating this plot that mm-hmm. was involved with anti-Castro Cubans to kill Kennedy. Like, you know, David Ferry, who like you, who, you know, was, who knew Oswald and did the, who ran the Civil, Civil Air, Air Patrol, Patrol. Yeah. And, and was hanging out in Texas that day as a pilot, potentially a getaway pilot. Oh, yeah. At the ice and, rink making calls on the phone. Right. Group. Whether he's a getaway pilot or whether he flew in the, the quote abort team that Tosh Plumley claims he was a part of, mm. um, which is like a CIA abort team that supposedly came in. But then retrospectively, he said like people like Roselli were on that flight. So like maybe it wasn't an abort team at all. Um, but you know, Johnny like, Roselli, man, he's always seems to be just lurking in the corner, you know? Well, and then they like, they, you know, you look at these witnesses, there are a lot of witnesses who get killed. And then you look at these mobsters, like, like in the seventies, they were cleaning up shop, like Giancana gets shot in like his kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, and like his, like, I think son or something wrote a book about how Sam like, Giancana, who's, I think his, was his girlfriend, didn't he have a girlfriend that was also JFK's mistress too? Yeah, and someone else's. There, yeah. There's so many mistresses, but I know you're talking about. Um, yes, and and like they write, you know, Giancana and Marcello or uh, Carlos from, Marcello from New Orleans. Like both of them are quoted at different times as like saying like we did it, right? Yes. Which which to me doesn't take anything away from the intelligence plot. No, because they were all in bed with them. Right. And people sometimes think, no, it's the mafia. It's like, no, you're missing it. Right. Um, but the but mafia I'm saying- was, a, was being used as a tool by the CIA. And meanwhile, the FBI was running cover for it, which, right. you know, which is why Hoover never admitted there was even such a thing called organized crime in the United States. Exactly. And I'm just saying, like, Roselli ends up like chopped up in a, in a, in a oil drum and Giancana gets shot and, uh, 
you know, Lucian Sarti gets gunned down in Mexico if he was a potential yeah. shooter in maybe live by the sword, die by the sword. I mean, there's no way these men were not going to go down in such a fashion. Well, and that's where you think that's why to me it gets really fucked up when you think about like George H.W. Bush sticking around to then become president and put his son as president and have through all this, his Supreme Court appointees. Right. And and then have his son's administration run by all of the lackeys who were brought up in the Nixon yeah, they've all been around. board administration. But I'm saying this is the same fucking team. Yes. Like that's it's it's shocking that, you know, when you look and trace back like Cheney and Rumsfeld and and these dudes like, you know, even Kissinger and all these cats. Um, but like, you know, well, they're war criminals. I mean, undeniably, undeniably. And we we forgive them because we want to forgive America and we never yeah, want to we, hold people accountable. Yeah, because PBS wants to put on a fucking American experience episode about the goddamn presidents and talk about how polite H.W. Bush was and how wasn't it wonderful how he used to write notes to people all the fucking time. What? I don't fucking care that this guy pretended to be a grandpa. Right. You know, this guy was a dangerous war criminal whose son ruined this country and that's what that's why i think it's like you mentioned earlier about how like oh it makes him look cooler or he was a grandpa to me (laughs) to me and i'm not mocking you but i'm saying like to me it becomes scarier that you could pull that off he projects as like a wonkish sort of um you know sort of like mild character Mm -hmm. where whereas like you know, you have people like John Stockwell, the CIA guy who went and wrote a bunch of books. Your wife's like, come on, man. What's what's <laughs> going on in this interview? She, uh, I just saw her walk by. But he, he's saying, like, I was in the meetings with when Bush was CIA director where no. he was, like, suppressing war crimes and ter- or some sort of CIA, like, crimes against mm-hmm. humanity, telling people to lie about things. By the way, she's in on this. We've been talking about Russ, <laughs> Baker, Russ Baker's family of secrets all day. So... Yeah. yeah, she probably is sick of me talking about the Kennedy assassination, but she is on the level. I will that, tell you that. That book, um, that book, Family of Secrets, is huge. That's one one thing on my to do list is like this article about all about that uh, Bush Senior CIA connection, mm-hmm. and I was trying to like do it in a way that wasn't what Dark Legacy did, but like use Russ Baker and Dark Legacy details that I could corroborate and. Um, maybe I'll send it to you just as a draft or something. Cause I didn't finish yeah. it, but, but it's, I feel like it is like a Rosetta stone because most people think, okay, maybe LBJ, maybe, or most people think like, I don't know, Nixon doubtful, or people don't even understand Ford was on the Warren commission and changed the bullet and then was brought in as the stopgap cover-up dude for Watergate to pardon Nixon and to bring in Bush. All like, crime, all crimes, not just anything related to Watergate. All crimes. E. Howard Hunt's wife, by the way, is like murdered in a plane Died crash. Died in a plane crash with the money that they were extorting yeah. from the Nixon administration yeah. to cover up Watergate. And you talked about the like. And that's the smoking gun tape that he's saying, just fucking pay Hunt. Pay right. Hunt because he brings up the whole Bay of Pigs thing. Which pays off the Hunt deathbed confession. And H.R. Halderman says the Bay of Pigs thing was code for the JFK yes. assassination. H.R. Halderman, which was Nixon's right-hand man, chief of staff, who went down. So what you're saying is, like, Nixon is involved or at least read in to the JFK assassination and feels in some way that it could be tied back either to yes, him he or— was the- Exactly, because he's the White House liaison during the Eisenhower administration to all these covert ops in the Caribbean. He's right. the guy who knows all about it. And I'm saying he's also the guy who's, if you believe, uh, if you believe uh, Madeline Duncan Brown, is at Clint Murchison's house the night before in Dallas with LBJ mm-hmm. and Hoover ratifying the action. And interesting, uh, I, you know, you you just. You got to assume that like, here's another, here's another tidbit, right? Judith Barry Baker and Oswald are working cover jobs at the Riley Coffee Company in New Orleans. Okay. okay. Summer before the assassination. Yeah. And I think like, believe Judith Barry Baker or not, like she has the most, mo- that's, that's too superlative. She has an extreme <laughs> amount of contemporaneous documentation 
okay. of her of her existence in New Orleans and her well that I believe well and, and I'm saying and of her sort of uh, success as a child cancer researcher. Yeah, she was a, a brilliant chemist, as I recall. She she found a way to give like uh, cancer to mice, like in a week or something, very very quickly. Hmm. And she was sort Isn't of brought. That, Dave Ferry was working on something like that, wasn't he? Which is the connection in New Orleans, hmm. which is that, hmm. and this all ties into everything we're talking about, and that's why I don't think. Judith Barry Baker is too unbelievable because her story jives with um, Ed Haslam's Dr. Mary's Monkey. If you've heard about this book, I would recommend it highly. Um, it's really good, um, but it's about weaponizing cancer to yeah. kill Castro. Everybody knows they're trying to kill Castro in all these like exotic ways, but David Ferry has got fucking mice everywhere trying to weaponize cancer with Judith Barry Baker in New Orleans and Oswald is the connective tissue between those two. And Oswald is not only dating Judith, but she, he is like handling her with this covert um, connection. And once you realize, oh, so that is like the, and like Oshner is this big figure in Louisiana in medicine. And he is like overseeing this project and he is like vir- virulently anti-communist and it all starts to click in that like, this is the clandestine intelligence community in new Orleans that is connected to the CIA training of anti-Castro Cubans via operation 40 and mongoose and the Miami station. And then like this cancer thing, I, the reason why I connect with my brain is because I had heard in the past that Ruby claimed they injected him with cancer. Cancer. Right. And so, and that seemed super far-fetched and crazy until I got this other part of the story, which was that they were working on weaponizing cancer and in New Orleans with the same group of people um, who were implicated in this plot. And so to me, I was like, oh my God, like maybe that is true. And because what happened was they like gave him this injection in Chicago or somewhere Mm. and then... Uh, I could be wrong about the location, Ruby, and then left him like sitting on the table with the x-ray machine on because that was part of the way that they, they could got, trigger it or something. Yeah. They, they could trigger it with that kind of exposure to and, and her, and her whole thing with Judith's and Dr. Mary's monkey is all about how cancer is viral, which is not really not accepted. Right. And that it's like, that the polio vaccine had this like SB40 monkey virus that would sort of be a sleeper virus in your system until your immune system got knocked down and then it would come out. And that's why now we start to say like people do always, like a lot of us do have cancer. It's just whenever your immune system stops fighting, it's when it can sort of emerge and Mm -hmm. And, and that is, according to Dr. Mary's monkey, like the reason why there's been such a like spike in soft tissue cancers, like breast cancer in the like late 20th century, because it was uh, these vaccinations that again, that gets into like a, a whole nother conspiracy, but, <laughs> but like, I, I think like mm, it, possible. Um, all I'm saying is like, th- to me, this Oswald story, like, they hung this motherfucker out to dry and there are multiple documents where Hoover is saying in 59 and 61, there's somebody using Oswald's credentials in multiple uh, places. To like use rent trucks to, to run guns in, 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 in Louisiana. I mean, there's all kinds yeah. of crazy stuff. And then, yeah, they got this guy who, you know, doesn't look like Oswald supposedly out in Mexico talking to, to people. And he probably married, he probably married a KGB dangle. Like, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. He, they totally honeypotted him. But right. that's a, I mean, Marina Oswald, that's a whole other episode. I mean, she, <laughs> poor Marina, man. She thought she was signing on to some hotshot American and she ends up in a, at Ruth Payne's house getting smacked around by Lee Oswald, right? That gets, that gets right. Like that dovetails right to the frame Russia thing. Yeah. It's like if you know Oswald's married to a, like the niece of a KGB guy or something. Well, there you go. 
then it's really easy to frame it. You know what I mean? Right. And then in the in the feds, the federales, they're coming around and they're they're poking at Marina. I don't know what they were trying to get at her. What there was, whether it was Agent Hotsey of the FBI saying, or Hosty or whatever his name right. was, he saying, "What's your husband up to? Is he working for the Russians? Is he working for the Cubans? You know, or were they just fucking with her? I, I don't know. But we all now know that um, uh, Oswald was was pissed that he would be at work and these FBI guys would come out and and, and uh, uh, interrogate his wife, and he sent them a note basically saying, you "Keep this up, you're going to regret it." Right, and, and of course the notes destroyed because because Hoover tells them to do it, which to me is always like that. That's it. That's the cover up. The cover. The, there is like th- that's the thing is we can argue th- day in and day out, but there is a cover up. It, right. it, it it's so it's right there. That's it. Two, uh, three things. Right, I'll rapid fire. One, this much like uh, mentioned Oswald's like uh, uh, like an informant number for the FBI and the CIA. That mm-hmm. like there's been bandied about like 170 or whatever all the 172 these different like numbers that were assigned as like a paid informant by the FBI and the CIA. Okay, that's mm-hmm. that's evidence towards him being handled by our agencies, all of which has been yeah. hidden and covered up. Two, you think it was just Oswald opportunistically shooting him as he turns the corner? Oh, I'm losing my moment in history. Then I'm going to deny <laughs> later. Okay, again, not making fun of you, just making the argument, right? That's the mailer. That's the Norman Mailer theory. Right. Which is why does then in the last tranche of new documents, why is there revealed that 20 minutes before the assassination, somebody calls this British newspaper and says, call the American embassy. There's about to be really big news. Now that could be just a coincidence, right? But then <laughs> they're, they're reporting that Ralph Yarborough is changing seats <laughs> with Governor Connolly. But then you also have, and this guy's name I don't have on recall, but the dude who is in like Europe or France, who is like a army or, or a crypto crypto dude monitoring communications, who mm-hmm. like that summer slash fall uncovers some communications that he thinks that like the uni- the military Pentagon whatever is going to make a hit at JFK mm-hmm. and they commit him. Like <laughs> this is this is like somebody who literally like just happened to come across a signals intercept that, and then they commit this dude. Now I, and then I should, he turned into the Zodiac killer. Yeah. Well, I should learn this guy's name because I'm feeling a lot of empathy for him and being just a forgotten nameless person in this conversation. But I'm, I'm just saying that to, <laughs> to me, these, all these elements, like the, the CIA dudes on there, the assassination coup guy walking past the tramps, like the deathbed confession, the, the powerful people meeting in Dallas the night before, the the cover up, the moving the bullet wounds, and then becoming president. Arlen Specter, then becoming a longtime senator, um, like all switching these, parties back and forth. Oh, I'm a Republican. Oh, I'm now I caucus with the Democrats. Right. I hated when Hard Obama people. when Obama then Obama then endorsed him, and I was like, God, Obama. Do you yeah, realize that this? Me off too. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying, like <laughs> this this constellation to me does not. The Mauser being found instead of a man like a Carcano. The, this constellation of evidence. Oh, two spent cartridges, two spent casings found in the uh, sixth the floor, nest, yeah. and one r- bullet that wasn't spent that mm-hmm. then magically turns into three spent casings mm-hmm. or hulls, as they're as the text. Yes, call them. I'm I'm just saying, like you know, there's something, there's something stinky here. Oh and, yeah. And that I, I wouldn't that I never never deny. But I just I just think that like I think that it is really I think that it's a really big stretch to think that that Oswald got off those shots in it's both both an- five seconds. Angle-wise, both angle-wise, both time-wise, both obstruction-wise from the the trees and from like where they claim the sniper's nest was. The mm-hmm. fact that like the gun they claim he used wasn't even fireable without putting in like uh, a metallic, uh, uh, forget what you call it, shim to like hold it in place because it was that inaccurate. So they had to put in like shims to make the make it even fire close to being straight. Um, I think like the fact that Oswald did a, they did a paraffin test on him and they mm-hmm. found uh, a positive no evidence that he had 
shot a firearm that day or something? It was my understanding is, and again, Google this stuff. Don't trust me, but uh, <laughs> uh, but my understanding is that like his hands tested positive for uh, for something, but not gunpowder. So mm-hmm. it was like not graphite, but something like that, um, and uh, something that would be comparable that would be on ink. And mm-hmm. but his cheeks tested negative, which if he was firing a rifle. His cheeks were right up to his right up to his head, right right up to your eyes. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's I I would just I I think that you're asking a lot when you're when I when someone goes, hey, look, here's two CIA guys standing on that corner, and it's like, eh, could have been anybody, or like, (laughs) well, yeah, I don't I don't know if the I. That I have not looked into. That's not the proof. I'm just saying it's like stuff like that that people go, "Eh." or like Oswald said he was going to Russia to sell them U2 secrets ostensibly. Mm -hmm. Because he was in a naval base in in Kashi, Japan. Because he he was in Atsugi, Japan, Japan, and he was like at a base. With Donald Belisario, the showrunner of Quantum Leap, (laughs) who saw JFK and was like, no, this is not who Oswald was. Oswald did it and then did an episode of Quantum Leap as the like rebuttal to Ollie Stone's JFK. But anyway, I'll let you, uh, as, as they say on, on network programming, I'll let you have the last word. So, okay. um, all right. Last I think you've, I think you've uh, laid out some really convincing stuff here. And um, yeah, I think that you've, you've put it in a, uh, uh, in very stark terms, the believability um, or credibility of, of this official story. And I would have to fundamentally agree that um, the official story is to some degree uh, at least partially bullshit and possibly completely bullshit. But um, you've uh, you've you've brought forth some really compelling stuff today, and so I really appreciate that. And like I said, I'll give you the last word. Well, I appreciate you saying that. That's like uh, that's validating. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't>... <laughs> uh, yeah, look, um, you know, there's sexy, fun stuff to look up, like the burned memo, mm-hmm. which says like Lancer you know, must, if Lancer doesn't change his whatever, which is yeah. JFK's code name, situation. Like service, yeah. Yeah, the environment may get wet, which is like Wetworks reference. Like this is like a conspiracy UFO doc that supposedly was pulled out of like a burning, like fire, the, you know, that was done by uh, uh, Angleton's secretary or something. Like there's so many sexy elements to this story, but I just want to, I just want to say like, you know, if you think it was just Oswald, right, you're ignoring the fact that Lee admitted and agreed that they tried to pull the same bullshit in Chicago. And like Abraham Bolden, the first black Secret Service agent, supposedly like uh, got a tip from someone named Lee in Chicago, which makes my argument that Lee was like infiltrating the pro- plot and a good guy more plausible. And um, but then patsied because that's what you do. You screw over someone who's trying to investigate you. And um, the Miami uh, attempt, these are both in uh, November leading up to the November 22nd assassination. In other words, like they set this shit up. There are multiple layers. This was not Oswald setting up multiple layers. And Oswald did not have the power to do all of these cover-ups that the FBI and the CIA did. And so I would just encourage people to like look into Operation Mongoose, look into Edward Lansdale, listen to E. Fletcher Prouty, because mm-hmm. he was the liaison between special operations, covert projects, and the military. He knew the synergy between these two and the fact that he is the one who's saying like the secret service intentionally stood down. They ordered the 112th military group not to come in and support on the ground that they didn't check the windows, that they didn't do their job. They didn't do the right protection. They didn't have the right motorcycles nearby. The Bobby Hargis, I think is the motorcyclist who's next to Kennedy who gets like blown in the face with Kennedy's brain matter 
Well, he's on the left side of Kennedy and he's behind Kennedy. And so obviously Kennedy was shot from the front and the right, not from the back and the left from the perspective of the Zapruder film. Um, so, you know, there's both uh, forensic evidence of the shooting. There's sort of circumstantial evidence. And I would encourage people to consider like that they considered him an intrinsic threat to democracy and uh, too soft on communism. LBJ's got the corruption investigation. JFK is going to kick LBJ off the ticket. Off the ticket. He's got all this incentive to make his move now. It's about to break in Time Magazine all of LBJ's corruption. Yep. And JFK. Over like a record player or some shit like that. And JFK refused a preemptive nuclear strike against the USSR. He already told his generals, no, they call ourselves the human race. Like, he didn't escalate the Bay of Pigs. Um, he was ending the Vietnam War, which is a huge thing that L. Fletcher Prouty, um, I think I said E earlier, it's L. Fletcher Prouty uh, uh, is, is explaining. <laughs> he wrote a whole book about it. He did want to go to space with the Russians. Here, JFK and the in Vietnam and the death of JFK or something like that. It's a good Abs- book. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And JFK has made these uh, presidential uh, pronouncements to take control of covert operations, to bring it into the National Security Council mm-hmm. and outside of just the independent wor- uh, purview of whoever's running um, special ops. And mm-hmm. you can throw in UFO stuff, you can throw in Fed stuff, you can throw in all kinds of stuff, but I think like there's there's motive, there's means, there's opportunity, and you have to look at Dulles and Angleton and Lansdale and the chain of command that E. Howard Hunt said, and I would thank you and I would thank anyone else for listening to my dumbass as an amateur um, person who is interested in this, uh, you know, tragedy. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank you for coming on. And like I said, we'll give you the last word. I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs>